Ah, chocolate-covered spruce beetles, the number one export here in Crapper Creek, Alaska, along with our spruce-scented toiletries and urinal cakes. Ready to have some fun? Legendary rocker Carmine Apiece is going to discuss the greatest guitarist of all time. We're going to play Best Gig, Worst Gig with comedian John Doerr. Another episode of Fuck My Life, Foodie Roundup, Nerd News, some new slogans for the Army. And yes, it really happened on a movie set. All this week, from the cabin of Crapper Creek. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. All right, it's time for another edition of uh, Fuck My Life. You know, your life may suck. You may think it's horrible. So let me help you out by showing people in much worse situations than you. It's time for Fuck My Life. My life. Here we go. <laughs> okay, here's your first one. Today, I'm hanging out with my six-year-old nephew. He said he wanted to be just like me and grow up already. I was so proud. Then he said, that way I can smoke, drink, and hump like a rabbit. What the fuck? Fuck my life. Today, I got home and my wife asked me uh, to help yell at the kids. Why? Because they ruined over $1,000 of her makeup supplies. I didn't almost double take it. The fact I had no fucking idea my wife was spending over $1,000 just on makeup supplies. No wonder we're broke at the end of every month. Fuck my life. (laughs) Been with my boyfriend for three years. Told him I wanted to marry him someday. His response was, oh, uh, okay, thanks. Fuck my life. (laughs) Today, my fiancé told me that my own father apologized to him that I had not inherited my mother's chest size. Fuck my life. (laughs) Day after being guilt-tripped, ranted at, called names, ostracized, and told what a horrible person I am for, quote-unquote, turning my back on my family. Here's the deal, my former brother in jail for a very unspeakable crime, yet somehow I'm the bad guy for not offering to pay his lawyer fees. Fuck my life. (laughs) Met the girl of my dreams. She was the one. Beautiful, smart, had so much in common. She finally invited me over for dinner. I walked in, and to my horror, she's a hoarder. The house was packed wall to wall, everything on the floor, covered in thick layers of dust and dog hair. Dogs were filthy and untrained, and snatching food from the counters while she laughed and kept on cooking. Fuck my life. (laughs) Today, I dumped my boyfriend because I found his OkCupid account. He claimed he was only doing it so he could do the quizzes. Uh Uh-huh. And I only read Playboy for the articles. Fuck my life. Finally, (laughs) today I recorded a 20-minute TED Talk of myself, told my students to watch it on the app for my junior high class I teach, in preparation for next term's projects. That evening I got bombarded with messages from my students and parents telling me that uh, due to the way I sat down in a chair while recording certain camera angles, could see straight up my skirt. Fuck my life. Well, at least she's going to have kids paying attention now, isn't she? There you go. You think your life sucks? Fuck you. It doesn't. Right? (laughs) 
From the cabin of Crap Creek, Alaska, it's Glenn here with us. As you know, everything's starting to open up. We're starting to get comedy back around, and uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm probably more excited for all my comic friends. I was able to, fortunately, lucky enough to stay working through this whole craziness. A lot of them didn't. A lot of them had to find other ways to do it. And one of them is comedian actor John Doerr, who did just that, and he's on the line with us. From his home, believe it or not, in Juneau, Alaska. That's right. He lives, he's like one of us now. John, how are you? I'm doing all right, Glenner. How are you doing? How are things in Crapper Creek, Alaska? Man, everything's great up here. It's just wonderful. Now, you, I got to tell you, you had to notice the difference of being in Alaska as opposed to other places during uh, the pandemic. It had to be, you had to see what we saw, that it was a lot sweeter to be up here. I don't know. I think Juneau, Alaska is no different than the city I used to live in, Los Angeles, California. Like, it, oh, look at the, that's true. That's true. You, know, you, you, could, you could look at the entertainment section in Los Angeles and you might read uh, Bruce Springsteen's plane at the Staples Center, right? Right. Big deal. Juneau, Alaska, you look in the entertainment section in the Empire and it'll say, the widowed person's brunch every Sunday at the Baranoff Hotel. All <laughs> widows and widowers are welcome. It's the same place. There's entertainment. Um, but yes, of course, all that entertainment kind of uh, faded away during the pandemic. But yeah, it was great to be in Alaska. Yeah. Loved it. Got to go on some hikes. Got to feel like I could actually get outdoors without yeah. being assassinated by, uh, by local law enforcement because they're uh, enforcing, you know, strict social distancing rules. Yeah, it was great to be up here. Right now, uh, but during that, I know we talked uh, last fall, and you were doing your show. Your uh, you had a, a TV show, and you were doing gigs in Canada throughout. So, being a Canadian, you were fortunate to be able to go there and get some work in. Uh, well, sort of. So, I was lucky enough to do a television show called Humor Resources, where I played an HR manager for stand-up comedians. That right. was a ball. I got very fortunate. However, when I went to Canada to perform and do shows, Canada locked down. And so most of my shows got canceled. I did four shows out of a possible 28. Wow. And sat in quarantine for two weeks, eating seven lasagnas and drinking 37 Miller Lights a day. So <laughs> it actually, I actually lost money on that, on that attempt to go perform in Canada. All right. Well, um, I know you got stuff going on. We can't wait to have you back up because comedy is returning to Fairbanks next fall. And you are in our, our, you know, right in our eyesight. So we can't wait to have you back up and perform. But before I let you go, I wanted to play a little game we love to play with all you guys, and that is best gig, worst gig. Give us your the best gig you ever had and the absolute worst show that just was a, a, an absolute uh, train wreck. And uh, the only rule is neither of them can be uh, from here, <laughs> which you've probably had both. Well, no, I don't think I've had my worst gig in a lot. No, so nobody has. Sure. Nobody has. That's, yeah. the, that's the good point. But yeah, I'd love to hear your best gig and your worst gig. There are some best ones in Alaska, but I'll steer clear. I don't know if this is possible for me to do because best and worst is so difficult. Uh, okay, worst gigs, an easy one. I performed uh, in Chatham, Ontario at a Legion Hall for about 30 people. I was on the other side of a pool table, and the show did not go well at all. They did not want me there. I had no support. It was just me on the show, and uh, no one laughed the entire time. I even forgot a joke out of complete nervousness. And I was a very green at doing stand-up comedy. And it was a very lonely drive back. Um, I just, uh, yeah, very hard on myself, considered quitting, never wanted to do it again. Um, but I did have a joke that was born out of that experience because I did forget the joke. And I knew I had the joke recorded on a tape recorder. And so when I got home that night, I thought it'd be funny to create a joke where I pretend that I've forgotten a joke only to pull out my tape recorder on stage 
And then on the tape recorder, I forget the joke again. And so that became <laughs> my set. And if I did not fail, then I would not have succeeded. So I'll tell you something right now. Uh, and Wayne Gretzky says he missed 100% of the shots he doesn't take. Well, I agree with that. I had to take a shot and I failed and it led to something great. So that was the worst gig and the best gig wrapped into one. How's that for an answer? Well, it's kind of kind of a crappy one, but I'll take what I can get, John. So uh, really, it's a great it's a great uh, worst gig, but uh, it turned into working out for a best gig. But did you have one? You've done TV specials and and uh, stand up and a regular on Conan and uh, Comedy Central. Certainly, you had one where all the planets aligned. That one show where it was just like, "Oh man, they should." I wish they were all like this. Nope. See you later, Glenn. <laughs> That's John Doerr, boys and girls. Good to have him with us all the time, and he's always there for your uh, human resource needs. John, I uh, can't wait to have you back, buddy. Can't wait either, Glenn. Let's make it happen sooner than later. People See, need to laugh. Yes, and I need to. I, I and and I need to. Uh, I'm a I'm a uh, Alaska Airlines MVP 75K gold member. So get me up there. Let's go. We're doing it. Thanks, John. You have a good one, buddy. Miss ya. Thanks, buddy. Midnight sun out all night. Hey, happy birthday! Uh, guess what? This is pretty cool. The U.S. Army just celebrated 246 years. Happy birthday, Army. We get a lot of military that listen. I always play the PT song of the day every morning, which is cool, right? Get you guys rolling. But now I'm thinking maybe we need a new slogan for the Army, right? I mean, we're getting a lot of new soldiers coming out all the time. Welcome to Alaska if you're new. But uh, I think you guys need a new. Remember, be all you can be. That was a good one. They come up with some good ones. But uh, I think it's time for a new military slogan for the Army. How about this? I came up with a few ideas. Let me run these by you. Run them up the flagpole. See you salutes, right? That's an apropos response. Anyway, be half of what you can be if that's how you roll. We're not picky. We're the U.S. Army. The U.S. Army. If you showed up at any other job in face paint, leaves, and grenades, you'd get fired. The United States Army. Time's running out for that all-expenses-paid trip to Afghanistan. The U.S. Army. Learn how to use an AK-47, AR-15, and every other weapon Texans bring to Waffle House. The United States Army. It's time you started rocking camo. Oh, that's a good one right there. The U.S. Army. Want to run over your ex's car with a tank? We can arrange that. The Army. Who's ready to die for some oil? All right, that was the old days. You know, uh, Biden, if you just let us do it here, we wouldn't have to worry about that. Just saying. The U.S. Army. Rock and roll all night. Party every day. Oh, wait. No, that's for the Kiss Army. That's for the... I, and I screwed that up. Damn it. Oh, here's one. One more. The U.S. Army. Ah, hell, you didn't like having hair anyway. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. The one and only Carmine Apiece joins us, legendary drummer. Uh, You know, something came up, uh, and they talked about which decade had the best music. Now, this is obviously open to interpretation. And, um... 
they they uh, took 23,000 people. Now, here's the thing it doesn't say is the age of these people, because obviously we all right. grew up, and so we all think different eras. But of they course. said that um, 22% said, uh, let's see, uh, number number five were the 2000s, and that tied with the early, uh, at 6%, with the early uh, 1950s. Music from earlier than 1950, 6% said was the best music. 13, oh. 13% said it was the 60s. Uh, 15% said the 90s, 21% said the 70s, but the winner was the 80s at 22% overall. I would, be- I would believe that. Yeah, I, I mean... I would believe that. Because the, the 80s is when you had the uh, MTV came out and you had all that stuff and just got big and huge. Right, and really... You know, it got huge. The, and in the early 80s, you still had a, you know all the legendary rockers along with all of the new yeah. ones coming up. You had the, the Bon yeah, Jovi's yeah. and the... Uh, Def Leppard's yeah, and the I Nirvana's mean, and the, you know, and right. punk came out about, you know, so yeah, I could, I could kind of see that, I guess. And yeah, then, I mean, I, I was playing with Rod in 1980, 1981. We were huge everywhere in the world. Oh yeah. And then you got, my brother was playing with Black Sabbath. Right. Yeah. Kind of, you know, kinda and then good. you had all these other bands coming up in 81, a quiet riot and all that. Oh stuff. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so you agree with that huge. then. All right. Well, there yeah, we go. So totally. there. All right. Uh, with that said, another thing that came out was they came out with a list of the greatest guitar riffs of all time. And they're all very standard I, I classic. I, I heard about that. All right. Well, here, here was, uh, I'm going to throw down six through 10 for you real quick. Ready? All right. Okay. All right. Here, here yeah. you go. All right. And you'll know, you okay. know. Yeah. That's, that's number six, right? Yeah. Here's ten, uh, seven. All right, Pantera at eight. Yeah. How, 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 how? Yeah. Well, it's from LaGrange. Okay. All right, there you go. Yeah. Hard not to have Jimmy in there, right? All right, so that's six through ten. Here's one through five of what they call the greatest guitar. Do you have any problem with any of those? No, but I, I heard about this. They, uh, you keep a uh, whole lot of love. Number one, right? There it two. is. Yeah, yeah, that was number one. Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty good too. I got that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I can see that one, too. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I would probably put this at number one for the simple reason it's the first thing anybody that ever picks up an electric guitar learns. <laughs> All right, and then some Van Halen there with Eddie. So, yeah, I would have put the only yeah. thing I would have changed. I would have put smoke on the water at number one for that reason. Well, I didn't hear smoke in the water. Where is yeah, that was it. Dun, 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 uh, I, I, dun. I didn't hear it. You were talking over it. I didn't hear it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, it was number eight. And I think I would have put it at, or excuse me, it was number three or Six. four. Three or four. It was four, in that okay, top five. Yeah. And I would have put it at number one because as far as I know, everybody that learns a guitar learns that first. 
That's right. I agree. <laughs> That's Carmine That's right. of Peace. See, so uh, basically, uh, I wanted to play those as well as that list. You, you, uh, you backed it up. And, uh, you know, when you need expert advice, we go to the expert. We go to Carmine of Peace. Yeah, I mean, but there's so many. I mean, it's really silly that you can even judge that. There's so right. many other. Of course there are. Of course. We could go on know, and on. You're iconic, right. Iconic, iconic, you know. I mean, like the, the ACDC one. Okay, that was good, but it's really it's just a, a couple of chords. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I would have you know, taken, I mean, there's like, several other ACD song, ACDC songs I'd probably take, but that one is pretty, yeah. at least well-known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's more like uh, which riffs were in the biggest songs. Yeah, that's kind of what it is, popularity thing. That's yeah, Carmine same thing with the other, Same thing with the, um, with the 80s. And all yeah, that. yeah, exactly. It's, it's all, you know, yeah. uh, music, religion, and politics. You know, there's no right or wrong answer. Dude, we'll let yeah. you go. Where are you going to be next week? Next week, I'm going to still be here in Florida, but the week after, I'll be in New York, I think. All right. We'll talk to you then, buddy. Okay, brother. (laughs) It's strange. I thought for sure by now I would have been asked to be a commencement speaker. Maybe not at UAF yet, but at least at my alma mater high school. Never have. Never been invited. So, And that's probably for a good thing because... I've seen some really bad ones. And that's why I thought we would share signs that your school has hired a horrible commencement speaker. Are you ready? For instance, he quotes passages from that racist Dr. Seuss book. Or he says, you can be anything you want to be. Unless you're a woman. And she can't say that college is an important next step while... Keeping a straight face. He begins with, you may call this a podium, I call it an erection concealer. Shirley hands diplomas to graduates who agree to sign up to her podcast. Or he spends most of the speech just talking about how much more successful he is than his ex. <laughs> Keeps reminding you casually that everyone getting that vaccine, it'll make you magnetic. She warns you the job market is almost as rough as that heroin bender she went on last night. Or he's wearing a cap and gown, but with like ass cutouts. Or maybe you recognize her as the same girl that served you a frappuccino that morning. What? And finally, the sign your school has hired a bad commencement speaker. Uh, his name is Kid Rock. I just had that weird stomach pain. I don't know. It's starving. Really hungry. I could use a foodie roundup. How about you? Yeah. I'm, I'm hungry, but I'm not hangry. Now, lovely Maria gets hangry. She turns into the, the She-Hulk. If she hasn't had food, man, you're like, feed me. I don't know. Someone conducted a study to determine the, the hangriest states. By the way, we're right up there. They did it by looking at the number of fast food joints, Walmarts per capita in each state. 
work break laws in each location, the percentage of adults with diabetes, and uh, the searches for the word hanger. Number one, Maine, followed by Mississippi, and guess what? Alaska was number three. We're a very hangry state. We like our food. We get pissed if we don't have it. Vermont, South Dakota, Idaho, West Virginia, Oregon, Montana, and Rhode Island. Also, it's a white people problem. (laughs) Well, incidentally, those have got to be about the whitest states, you'd think, right? So maybe hangry is a cracker thing. By the way, the least hangry, Illinois, followed by Georgia. So maybe so, who knows? Speaking of every state, what's your favorite candy? They do this usually around Halloween, but that's Halloween candy. In general, I guess June is National Candy Month. Right, we just call it June. Skittles and Starburst have the most representation, seven states each. Hershey bars, number one in six, but not Pennsylvania. Weird, right? Milky Way was number one there. Twix was picked in five. Handful of candy bars, surprisingly, only got one state each. Snickers in South Dakota, Kit Kats in North Dakota. New Hampshire went with Heath Bars, which are fine, especially if you're feeling extra indulgent. All right. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. By the way, in Alaska, Almond Joy won, believe it or not. So here's one. I love to cook. How many meals could you make without a recipe? Someone pulled over 10,000 Americans. And, uh... How many of you could make without looking at a recipe? 25%, less than one in four. Of those people had to make dinner for a week, they'd have to double up on three of those meals. 31% say they can make between four and ten meals without a recipe. 39% said more than that. 6% claim they can make anything without a little help. I'm almost there. I could about do that. And we mentioned you have the big new trend. You want to, you know, blow people's minds, put pineapple on a pizza. You want to blow them even more? How about cicadas? Place in Ohio is doing that, trying them on pizza. Why not? They're everywhere. I think they're on the pizza even if you don't order them. We also mentioned edible face masks or a thing. <laughs> of course, leave it to the nutty Japanese make edible face masks out of a sweet bread called melon pan. It's like you got a waffle stuck to your face. But the thing is, if you eat your mask, aren't you eating what's collected on the mask? Here's one. Federal government has a strategic oil reserve. Maybe it's time to add a strategic cookie reserve. There's a massive Girl Scout cookie surplus this year. About a million boxes. Not because they're less popular. It's just because troops couldn't go door to door and sell them. Break your, uh, so they're still taking orders. You can still get Girl Scout cookies. Let's go to the other end. What's your favorite veggie? If you have one. Annual survey said our America's favorite veggie just came out. Broccoli, number one again. It's number one in 30 different states. Carrots, at a booming season. Yeah. They're the most popular uh, vegetables in 12 states, including Alaska. The only other vegetable that ranked anywhere was corn, with eight states. Obviously, Nebraska. And finally, I don't know if you did this, but uh, yeah, a new poll found 74% of dads don't want anyone else manning the grill on Father's Day or pretty much any other day. Like, don't even look at it. It's our fortress of solitude. Don't just back away from the grill. That's your foodie roundup. Yeah! Yeah! 
nerd news as we talk science. All right. Fun, weird science stories this week. You ready for some of these? Here we go. In school, you learned there are four oceans, Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, and Arctic. Way up north. This week, National Geographic has added a fifth ocean to the maps. It's called the Southern Ocean. It's the body of water around Antarctica. They say it deserves its own name because its currents are so different. So we now have a fifth ocean. Is it Frank or Billy? I don't know. A new sleep study found dreams might be our brain's way of trying to process old memories to help us predict the future, but not in a paranormal way. They think your brain might just be trying to anticipate things that are coming up. In health news, a study out of the University of Chicago found that low doses of laughing gas might be an effective treatment for depression. Well, yeah, you're glad, yeah. I'm down, I'll try that. Low doses of laughing gas. In space news, three new unmanned missions to Venus are now in the works. Not one, not two, but three of them. Also, the Mars helicopter had its seventh successful flight. And NASA's Juno satellite got some great flyby shots of Jupiter's largest moon, Ganymede. That's pretty wild, right? All right, it's crazy that this was just a theory until now. Physicists at the University of Iowa finally proved this week that the northern lights are caused by electromagnetic waves. I I thought that was always... I thought it was the flares from the sun that created the electromagnetic waves. Am I wrong? I don't know. And finally, in insect news, researchers at Oxford found that even fruit flies get hangry when they haven't eaten in a while. And believe me, you don't want any hangry fruit flies hanging around the banana bowl. That's your nerd news. Hey, this is all weird news. I just got some really weird news. That is weird. It's time for the Crumper Creek Wild News Report. Perfect timing. Let's get right to the stories today. Uh, You know, we just celebrated Julie Garland's birthday. Wow, right in the middle of Pride Month? Coincidence? Some of Mick Jagger's stage outfits are going to hit the auction block. If you're lucky, you'll get one that still has a Werther's original and a balled up tissue somewhere in a pocket. I love this one. The NBC show Ultimate Slip and Slide had to hold production due to an outbreak of diarrhea. Also, three contestants obviously disqualified for illegal propulsion methods. (laughs) All right. Now, when the makers of this show came up, do you think they thought at all? You know, they're probably thinking, all right, what about masks, COVID? All right, what about this? What about liability? I'm wondering if anybody in the room said, hey, what if somebody shits on the slip and slide? Probably didn't think that one out. But that's funny. I like how it says an outbreak. Was there more than one? I mean, pretty... You would think that the first person to have diarrhea on the slip and slide would halt production. Did it take more than one? 
Meanwhile, actress Candace Cameron Bure. Is that Full House? Is that who she was from? Anyway, she told her kids they can only date someone who loves Jesus. Man, talk about a surefire way to guarantee at least one of your kids is going to shack up with Marilyn Manson. That's it. Scientists have added a fifth ocean. It's called the Southern Ocean near Antarctica. The difference between the Southern Ocean and the others is that the whales down there all have Confederate flag bumper stickers. The G7 summit pledged to donate a m- 1 billion COVID-19 vaccines. Awesome. That plan should cover about one square mile of India. Fantastic news. Elsewhere, J-Lo started wearing uh, Ben Affleck's clothes. You're all right. At least Ben's clothes that don't still smell like Matt Damon. Scientists on board the International Space Station have determined sperm can survive in space. Not much is known about how they figured it out, except that, man, they had to clean the ceilings afterwards. <laughs> and the walls and the floor. It's space. It goes everywhere. Edible face masks are now a thing. But for bigger appetites, I think they have edible surgical gowns in case you need one. Just in case, of course. The Green Bay Packers are going to be at 100% capacity for games this year. Which, based on the average size of your average Packer fan in Wisconsin, what's that work out to, like, 10 people? They're lard asses. That's what I'm getting at. Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, McKinsey, gave away another $2.7 billion to charity. Remember, last year she gave away $6 billion. Meanwhile, her ex, Jeff, has begun construction of his very own planet with his face carved on the side. Finally, listening to music before bed can be disruptive to sleep, studies say. Which is why I only listen to techno, because that's not music! Am I right, upper middle-aged white people? Sure I am. This has been the Crawford Creek World News Report! From the farthest north rock station of the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. That is weird. It's time for the Crapper Creek World News Report! Perfect timing. Let's get right to the stories today. Uh, You know, we just celebrated Julie Garland's birthday. Wow, right in the middle of Pride Month? Coincidence? Some of Mick Jagger's stage outfits are going to hit the auction block. If you're lucky, you'll get one that still has a Werther's original and a balled up tissue somewhere in a pocket. I love this one. The NBC show Ultimate Slip and Slide had to hold production due to an outbreak of diarrhea. Also, three contestants obviously disqualified for illegal propulsion methods. (laughs) All right. Now, when the makers of this show came up, Do you think they thought at all? You know, they're probably thinking, all right, what about mass COVID? All right, what about this? What about liability? I'm wondering if anybody in the room said, hey, what if somebody shits on the slip and slide? Probably didn't think that one out. But that's funny. I like how it says an outbreak. Was there more than one? I mean, pretty, 
you would think that the first person to have diarrhea on the slip and slide would halt production. Did it take more than one? Meanwhile, actress Candace Cameron Bure. Is that Full House? Is that who she was from? Anyway, she told her kids they can only date someone who loves Jesus. Man, talk about a surefire way to guarantee at least one of your kids is going to shack up with Marilyn Manson. That's it. Scientists have added a fifth ocean. It's called the Southern Ocean near Antarctica. The difference between the Southern Ocean and the others is that the whales down there all have Confederate flag bumper stickers. The G7 summit pledged to donate a 1 billion COVID-19 vaccines. Awesome. That plan should cover about one square mile of India. Fantastic news. Elsewhere, J-Lo started wearing uh, Ben Affleck's clothes. All right, at least Ben's clothes that don't still smell like Matt Damon. Scientists on board the International Space Station have determined sperm can survive in space. Not much is known about how they figured it out, except that, man, they had to clean the ceilings afterwards. <laughs> and the walls and the floor, it's space. It goes everywhere. Edible face masks are now a thing. But for bigger appetites, I think they have edible surgical gowns in case you need one. Just in case, of course. The Green Bay Packers are going to be at 100% capacity for games this year. Which, based on the average size of your average Packer fan in Wisconsin, what's that work out to, like, 10 people? They're lard asses. That's what I'm getting at. Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, McKinsey, gave away another $2.7 billion to charity. Remember, last year she gave away $6 billion. Meanwhile, her ex, Jeff has begun construction of his very own planet with his face carved on the side. Finally, listening to music before bed can be disruptive to sleep, studies say. Which is why I only listen to techno, because that's not music! Am I right, upper middle-aged white people? Sure I am. This has been the Crawford Creek! World News Report! (laughs) We're going to do this again next week. We're going to talk kinky sex with lovely Maria. Yes or BS with the mayor. Idiot of the day with Jerry Evans. The new woke Avengers. And what my dog must think about the Roomba. Plus all those things we regret saying out loud when we're drunk. That's next week on the podcast. Enjoy it. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glentertainment production.